0: So you want me to comment on carrying Cross versus Finn Balor? Everyone here on SmackDown has an interest in this match, even your tribal chief Roman Reigns. You know, I'm known for giving not predictions but spoilers. Cross versus Balor for the NXT title. It's a little too close to call. This is the main event of the evening. The following contest: scheduled for one fall, for one fall, one fall to a finish. At this time, may I introduce to you? Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Half K One Fall where we talk about different wrestling series where they only happen either one time or just in a series of of events. Uh, On this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the Prime Target series that usually hype up the TakeOver events. Um, And before we get started, I'm going to do a quick program note here that... uh, Yeah, this is going to be a solo opinion uh, based on me. I should have actually introduced myself. Uh, It's Nando. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm going to be doing a solo uh, review for this one where... um Kind of to take advantage of the time that Larry is on vacation. Uh, I'm about to go on vacation myself, so just kind of wanted to sneak in a bonus episode here before we kind of uh, do our separate breaks, and then at the same time, it's been a while since we put out something since the uh, finale, or I should say, since the season four finale. Uh, so we wanted to get something out there before we kicked off season five of the NXT uh, Retro Review Podcast. Uh, so I figured I'd do something that I always kind of wanted to cover. And overall, in general, I wanted to see if there was more of an interest for the production side of the uh, of the podcast to see like if we wanted to do a future spin-off series, just focusing more on the production side when it comes to either TakeOver or NXT events or in general, just any wrestling events. I know there's been a couple of times I wanted to do more on like just Promo packages or set designs at uh, older pay per views. So, this one's kind of like somewhere in the middle where the Prime Target series are promos that you kind of see already on the uh, weekly show or, of, of course, on TakeOvers. But uh, they added a couple of them on Peacock. I know they had, I think, the whole library of them before on the network. So they only migrated a few of them over into uh, onto Peacock, I should say. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to cover those because they are some of my favorite kind of like mini documentaries that they have on, um, on WWE slash NXT. And yeah, I figured why not cover this uh, as a special bonus episode. Uh, so for this one, I'm not going to cover every single prime target special I'm going to cover four of them uh originally I was going to do just three but I ended up doing a bonus one which is the short one with um with Karrion Cross versus uh Finn Balor the the second matchup but the the main ones that I'm going to go over here that if you wanted to check them out yourself they are available on Peacock I believe they're also available on WWE's YouTube channel but from what I could see just at a quick search they only had like the shorter versions that they played on uh, on the weekly tv but if you wanted to catch like the full like um the full versions that they vary in 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 length like for example the first one i'm going to cover here was about 25 minutes they uh yeah they vary in times where that one was about 25 minutes and then the other ones were about 15 to 17 minutes and i believe the last one was only 12 minutes uh so they all vary in different lengths, but I kind of just wanted to do a different range. The first one that we're going to go, or I'll go over the list right now. So the first one we're going to take a look at is the NXT TakeOver 25 Prime Target special. Uh, from there, then we're going to move over to the, uh, the Cardiff, the NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff Prime Target. And then more, more recently, the... NXT uh, Prime Target with Stand and Deliver for Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. And then we're going to sneak in a little bonus one with the Karrion Cross and Finn Balor 2 for, for the um, of the weekly series. Uh, so, yeah, let's go back to the top here. So my overall premise of doing this one was just to kind of speak more on the on the production side, since I have a production background in both um, the wrestling world, but also just like, Overall, just when it comes to working for different companies, uh, doing some video uh, motion graphics, as a lot of people call it, and also just overall editing with just film editing and uh, promo packages as well. So I was, just wanted to explore that side of it more and kind of give my input on all these since it's primarily just the hype video packages. Um, these are very similar to a lot of uh, sports video packages that they do for either boxing or MMA. So, and they all vary. I would say the first ones that we're about to cover here are very similar to like the HBO, um, mini docuseries when like they kind of go over each fighter's different background and like their training methods and just kind of like hyping each um each boxer up so it's very similar to like these early prime targets um and then later on they kind of move more into the mma style where you get different um different analysts kind of providing their perspective on like each each competitor so it's very similar to mma ones um, when they kind of go over each fighter's like um disciplines and different like training methods and everything uh so that's why i kind of like the 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 ones that we're going to cover here are kind of in different um in different production types so they they kind of film them and shoot them all in different styles which i really like uh so yeah let's let's go ahead and get started So the first one, as I mentioned, is from all the way back at NXT TakeOver 25. And this one is I know there's probably other ones that cover multiple matches, but uh, this one is the only one I covered where it covers both the Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole matchup. And then we get the Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler match. Um, The majority of this one was focused on the Gargano versus Cole one. The whole special was about 25 minutes long, but then this uh, matchup took about 15 minutes while the women's uh, championship matchup took the rest of the show. So that one was a little bit shorter. Um, As I mentioned, this one is very similar to if you watch any of the HBO docuseries uh, like with Mayweather or or, uh, Pacquiao, they they kind of break them into pieces. But this one is just like a short special that does... uh, does it in a very similar fashion where there's a narrator. Um, this one was a uh, Mauro Ronaldo when he was still with the company. Um, he would be pretty much just narrating over the, um, over the special, which I thought was a really nice touch just because he has a very distinct voice. And since he already has like a background with boxing and, and MMA, it, it fit right in with this whole hype package. Uh, I like this one because this one kind of goes over the two tales, because this is when Gargano had just beat Cole for the NXT title at uh, the previous takeover at NXT takeover New York. Uh, so you're kind of getting double or I should say you're getting the perspective of two different people in this one where you have uh, Johnny Gargano riding pretty much uh on cloud nine where he's just celebrating his title win and then you have adam cole who's kind of like trying to redeem himself after after losing the title or i should say i i think just losing the matchup because i think this is when they were um going up against the vacant title uh if i remember correctly if not i will double check that (laughs) but uh but yeah either way i i like this one because right off the bat johnny gargano still you know on the celebration high they kind of recap what i just said of him winning the title at that takeover they are celebrating at johnny gargano's dad's restaurant which they kind of show later on in an episode of nxt uh before their matchup uh so they kind of just play like this really nice story here of gargano just celebrating with his friends and family um then they show adam cole kind of like uh in Literally in the cold climate where he's in Wisconsin just kind of uh, doing the next set of uh, or I should say the next set of NXT uh, house loops. But then we kind of just keep cutting back and forth with Gargano still celebrating where he's visiting the uh, Cleveland Browns at their training grounds uh, doing press calls. Uh, Then he goes and pitches the first or, or does the first pitch at a Indians game and yeah overall he's just like really kind of running the high uh i should mention like yeah through all all this they're they're doing these wonderful like cinematography shots where i believe it's all in-house i don't i don't think they're using any like stock um stock um, footage or anything like that i think since wwe can afford it and pretty much just films everything (laughs) i believe these are just all uh uh in-house shots of of uh the city of cleveland and just the city of wisconsin while like they're showing all these different shots of cole and uh johnny gargano in in their in their different locations and then we get johnny gargano at the end is visiting his uh his stomping grounds at the aiw uh, wrestling school if you watched the promo packages leading up to this matchup on regular weekly tv you kind of know the background where um they they kind of show this on tv because they kind of do like mini versions of the prime targets and then later on you have it where um adam cole kind of just revisits those same areas where he visits uh gargano's or or johnny's dad's restaurant and they kind of like you know calls him out or not calls him out but kind of like makes fun of like Gargano uh to you know in front of Gargano's dad and then he pays a visit to the um to the to the wrestling school that Gargano went to go visit earlier uh so all this wasn't included in this one but I like how this pretty much this prime target pretty much set set the stage for that to happen in the promos later uh so I think that's my only critique of it is that like this prime target probably would have felt a little bit stronger if they did like a an extension of it where they then included the adam cole stuff but i still think uh standalone with with this version of it it still really it still really holds up just because yeah they tell a really good story pretty much of like johnny gargano enjoying the fruits of his labor while adam cole was just pretty much doing the grind on like the house show uh road road loop where it's literally as soon as they show something that johnny's doing like uh you know just celebrating something or or you know doing like the press tour then adam cole is just literally just doing matches on uh on like a weekly basis so i really like that contrast of that storytelling there and then at the very end they pretty much just show like the video package again of the music video package of their rivalry um Leading into the matchup and then just hyping up the matchup at NXT TakeOver 25. Uh, So overall, I really like this one because, as I mentioned, you have Morrow kind of doing the commentary between the different segments. Then you have these really beautiful like cinematography shots. And yeah, the contrast where what, what I liked about this one compared to the other ones that I'm about to review next is that. This one, like, since we already know the long history between Gargano and Cole, they don't really play it up too much. They kind of leave those for the weekly video packages. Uh, so this one I, I really enjoyed because they really just kind of hyped it up as, like, uh, the two guys just living different lives leading up to the matchup to uh, take over 25 and just, just seeing, like, the contrast between the champion and... And then the the challenger, who's just grinding, um it was also interesting to to do that perspective as well, because depending on how you see it, like I don't think this was their intention, but the way the pacing of it was was where yeah, like Gargano wasn't really shown at all doing any training or uh doing any of the matches on the house house show circuit, and it was mostly just Cole doing that, so it kind of made it seem like even though. Cole was the heel um he wasn't much of a heel here it was just kind of showcasing his work ethic and that he's willing to do anything to get back to the top of the mountain while Gargano was just mostly enjoying yeah like just being a champion and celebrating his victory so interesting storytelling and I I I like that because it pretty much just shows like the human side and not really like the heel and face aspect which I really liked um, so overall, I really like this one. This one, as I mentioned, is the longest um, prime target special out of the ones I reviewed. But I think from from the other ones, I'll I'll kind of re- do my review of those next, and then at the very end, I'll kind of say like what my my preferences were based on each style. Uh, and then at the very end, as I mentioned, they kind of do the Candice. Oh, or I should say the Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler matchup. This one is very short where this one is still very early on when this is still Io Shirai coming off of her like May Young classic version where she's still super new to the company and very baby face. So she hasn't gone into like the transformation of, um, of wearing like the, the dark and green um, letter and changing her music or anything. This is still like, wearing a luchador mask, um, Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler. This one, even though it was short, I still like this one because they did an interesting camera view where, um, this is the beauty of WWE doing everything in house where as each, uh, as each female was like wrestling a match in the house show circuit, they did it where the, the opposite person was like being filmed so for example when Io Shirai was having a match at the house show uh they filmed Shayna Baszler's reaction while she was just like in the stands somewhere in in the uh in the arena and it was really cool because you just got her commentary as she's watching the matchup so it's a really cool perspective because usually the opponent is just you know pre-recorded talking about like their opponent but here it's like she was actually watching her opponent in uh, in a live matchup at a house show. And then same thing, EO got to do the same thing later on where she was watching Shayna have a matchup and just providing her commentary. So I really like that. Um, it just gave it a really pro- like professional fighters kind of point of view. And it, it felt very fresh. They mostly kind of just focused on Candice and Eo's relationship because they're still fairly buddy-buddy here. And uh, Candice is also... Uh, a baby face still at this point then they kind of uh they only do some um some kind of like analyst perspective from both uh Jessamine Duke and uh, Marina Shafir where uh they kind of just get their input of like what they think about Shayna Baszler and her training regiment um and then they show Shayna actually training with both of them in in the uh training camp which I thought was really cool because it shows that that she's really intense and wanting to uh, remain championing champion at this point, uh, since she's defending the title at at uh, Takeover twenty five. Uh, but overall, yeah, I really like this one too. Even though it was uh, shorter than the men's championship matchup, really good video package, and then at the end they just kind of hype up. Yeah, si- similar to to the men's where it's just a short music video to kind of close out the special. Um, But yeah, that was pretty much it. And I'll kind of go right into the next one so I can just kind of provide my overall feedback on all all the on all the specials. So this one is NXT uh, Takeover or NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. Uh, Right off the bat, this is uh, a really cool shot of both Tyler Bate and Walter as they're it's like a camera crew is filming filming them from the back so as they're walking but it's staying relatively stable and they're just pretty much walking to their uh assigned seat at a takeover event this is still when um at takeover events they would show like whoever the the newest signee or whoever was like a guest uh wrestler in the crowd after like a match they would kind of hype up like for example when uh Matt Riddle first debuted or Keith Lee, like they would show like, oh, Keith Lee has just been signed. So they did something similar here with Tyler Bate and Walter. Uh, but I really like that opening shot of them just kind of like following them to their seat. And then this one right off the bat has a little bit more production value than the previous uh, Prime Target. Just because they show kind of like this television screen like the production crew had set up um, where it's projecting the original nxt uk tournament uh and and then they start kind of going over the history of the nxt uk brand overall then they show um footage of walter beating dunn for the title and and pretty much the creation of imperium at this point and yeah, I, I like the, the little graphic that they show right after this because this is kind of like the pre-intro and then we get to that graphic of the um, prime target and then kind of dives back into the uh, the documentary side. So this one right off the bat is very different where there's no narrator. This is pretty much the the competitors or friends and family uh just providing commentary on their own and right off the bat we get unbelievably beautiful cinematography shots of the um of the environment in uh in Bates hometown of Dudley England it's just like these wonderful landscape shots and then close-ups of like Bates backyard and like his his home throughout the whole thing and yeah we start off with like Uh, interview with like Tyler Bates mom Jill and just kind of talking about his childhood and like how wrestling was pretty much a part of his life and throughout this whole thing I I still can't believe that uh, Tyler Bates was only 19 years old when they signed him and he was competing in the UK tournament Uh, they go to uh, Trent Seven and he's also talking about growing up with Tyler Bates and pretty much this being like the The only thing that they grew up on was just wrestling and just wanting to be like future superstars, Um, but I I like this because it it kind of sets this tone where it is more slower paced as far as like they really want to get the viewers invested in like their upbringing. So this is this one definitely felt more like a like a documentary that you would see for like WWE twenty four seven or not twenty four seven, but just like the icons or or back in the day when wwe used to make like the individual uh character dvds so this one kind of had a similar spirit to that one from this point trent seven was also uh staying a bit more in character compared to the um gargano and cole one where like they were mostly focusing on the real life events but then they would kind of get back into the storyline that they were into this one, they kind of stayed a little bit more in kayfabe story because Trent said like uh, that himself, Dunn, and uh, Bate had been pretty much the grandfathers and uh, pioneers of NXT UK. And they kind of let their guard down as Imperium started to slowly creep in. And that's when we get introduced to Walter's side of the story where we go to uh, Germany. Uh, and right off the bat, like we... We get like Walter just training and again, unbelievably uh, beautiful cinematography shots of him just like running and just all this outdoor footage. And Walter saying that he doesn't like big cities just because they're so distracting that, you know, he needs the kind of quiet, clear uh, landscape to just think and really focus on stuff. And I, I really like that. And he really commanded uh his presence like as he was doing these interview shots because he was saying that the main reason why he's so different compared to bait and everybody else in uh in the brand is that he pretty much just stays true to himself sticks to his roots and i would imagine that's what he means by you know just being in the outdoors in germany and um this one really got to me because he said that uh what he's really embarrassed of is that Uh, all these new eyes are are watching nxt uk for the first time and that if they see someone like tyler Bate become if if he becomes the champion or if it's the first thing that they see on tv that they think it's the wrestling style standard for nxt uk and he says that that's totally totally embarrassing and that he would never want that to happen that that's not the right way like his way is is the right way to to showcase uh not only like british wrestling but just uh just the brand itself so i thought that was really impactful um he said that if if the wwe wants to have like a spokesman like bait or anyone that is all positive and wants to do all the media calls and everything then they should try to find someone who could actually beat him and i thought that was really really cool just like really just putting out that statement that he he is legit staying to his roots and and not going to change for anything. Um, After this, then we get more of bait and Trent seven training. Um, Again, I think the overall narrative of this one is just to kind of get over their relationship as well as just being like these strong brothers in arms during their, their wrestling journey while the opposite is mostly just Walter really hammering down on uh, the tradition and, and respect because we kind of cut away to him training at his school at the Westside Extreme Wrestling School in Germany. And right off the bat, too, like we just came from this, uh, this kind of like hopeful, inspirational music from Trent Seven and Bateman just training. And then when we get to uh, Walter's training grounds, then like the music, you know, gets a little bit more eerie and just a little bit darker. And I thought that was a really nice touch of just like getting over their different characters. Um, Walter right off the bat there just show how brutal he is as an instructor and a coach where um, he's just walking around as like his students are just running these drills, uh, literally putting his foot on people's backs if they're not like pushing themselves for like either a push up or a different workout. So just showing you how intense this uh, this style of training is, is 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 a really good like choice for like the cinematography shots and and just overall storytelling. Uh, then they kind of interview a little. They kind of uh, interview the students a little bit about you know just coming from different parts of the world and in in Europe just to just to come to this school and to train because they know it's the right way to train. I you know just you really get this storyline really over about um, Walter just caring about tradition and respect and and just pure discipline. So I really like that aspect of of just how how different in contrast both men are going into the matchup uh and yeah throughout this whole thing they pretty much just keep interviewing uh seven uh bates mom and and walter and and walter's students but then when we start finally getting into more of the personal side you know just to kind of build up the tension and storyline and um rivalry between the both both men they start talking about the nxt uk uh uh tag team titles situation and even uh Tyler's mom doesn't want to talk about it because of like how uh how dangerous it went down. Um just to kind of recap, this was when Mustache Mountain was were trying to win the, the tag team titles and then Walter and Imperium pretty much cost them the matchup by attacking them and then post-match just uh really attacking both men handcuffing uh Tyler Bate to the ropes and just you know, pretty much taking him out of commission, and then after uh, after a few weeks, then Trent Seven challenged Walter to a matchup because you know he wanted to avenge his his friend. Uh, Walter also took him out of commission, where he power bombed Seven a couple of times on the apron uh, inside the ring, and then you know, Bate, uh, Tyler Bate is just watching all this happen at home, and you know, really just building up the rivalry up even higher at this point so i i thought that was really good and then kind of at the end they just show more of uh tyler Bate working out and you know some really good shots here of of him training at the gym uh and then we you know have some music at the end there's also there's a hidden easter egg at the end where they kind of sneak in gorilla monsoons like uh the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object as they're as they're playing the end music video here with Walter and Tyler Bate. Uh so yeah it, it was really cool and uh I think that the way that this one kind of happened where it was very calm in the beginning compared to the um the first target where Gargano and Cole were just kind of like showing what had happened post uh takeover. This one right off the bat was just more of like just showing each each wrestler's kind of like journey in their home in their home ground and just slowly, slowly building up to the actual like a rivalry between between both men. So I like this style. This one was very interesting. It felt a mix of, um, as I mentioned, like a documentary style, but then went back into like the actual like um, hype of the of the matchup itself uh but yeah this one overall like was also a little over 20 minutes i believe and um really 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 well produced and hats off again to i'm gonna probably say this again for all of them but hats off to the production team and editors for working on this just because there's so many different cuts and uh beautiful cinematography shots between um between Walter in uh, Germany and then, um, Tyler in, in, uh, England. And it's just, none of them ever like do a face to face during this whole thing, but you don't need to, I think the storytelling in, in just the different, um, hometowns kind of speaks for itself and just such a drastic like way of, uh, going about wrestling. Um, I forgot to mention that during Walter's part where he was talking about how, um, his school is the right way to train uh wrestlers and the right way to train people and he said that tyler Bate and his crew would not be able to cut it in his school and that tyler Bate was brought up the wrong way on on how you train people to wrestle and i was like wow like talk about really stinging and really just proving your point of like sticking by your guns and uh, it was the the way the way he said it is just it just it sounded very impactful and, and kinda hit kinda hit like it felt like a like a gut punch at that point. So uh, I just wanted to I had that in my notes, so I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss out on that one. Everybody who wants to be in here needs to have enough heart to go through any difficult situations. Every member of Imperium has the same philosophy about that. We were all trained that way. We trained together, and together, we went through the roughest of times here in Germany. That's why we're in the spot where we are right now. Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, all of them wouldn't stand a chance here. Especially Tyler, he got trained the wrong way. He isn't trained to be a man and stand up for himself. And then the last full episode that I watched was more of a recent episode where it was for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver uh, for the Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly matchup. And this one was a little bit shorter. I believe this one was 12 minutes, but still they were able to cram in so much where right off the bat, the production was like probably the highest compared to the other two where we have like this beautiful like setup here where it's kind of like an interrogation room. And then you have like they, them kind of do close ups on this recorder and then both Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are, you know, do separate sit down interviews in this kind of like interrogation room. Uh, they're both in character pretty much. The, so this one is probably the less documentary style one. And this one is actually being more kayfabe where both guys are staying in character adam cole right off the bat says like you know telling the production crew that they only have 15 minutes of his time to you know to get this promo so to you know basically not waste his time while kyle is kind of telling his side of the story where you know growing up together with adam cole on the indies back in uh 2009 showing some um kind of like polaroid uh photos of the two of them when they were younger and you know wrestling in different in different promotions so i thought this one was cool just because yeah this this was probably the only one only one where they were kind of like non-characters where they're just showing how they they came up together but then cole is still kind of like throwing jabs at him like he's saying that he respects them because they since they did come up together and then of course coming up together as the undisputed era while in nxt but just kind of like breaking slowly breaking down kyle's accomplishments by saying like you know he gave everything up when he decided to change and become like this new kylo Riley so it was cool and pretty much the whole thing was also narrated differently where there wasn't a narrator it wasn't as as many or i should say i don't think there was any any anyone else kind of like providing commentary over this i think it was strictly yeah just um headshots and just uh previous promos of of adam cole and Kyle Riley kind of just um talking to each other so this one was also very unique where it was a hundred percent just focused on them and and their rivalry um we get these really nice really nice cinematography shots of Kyle O'Reilly at the beach, uh, just seeing the sunset and just him training by the, by the water and mentioning that the only time that they would see sunrise, or I should say the only time they would see sunrises while they were in undisputed era was uh, after a night of partying and, you know, Adam Cole saying like, this is the way to see a sunset. But then Kyle was saying like, no, this is the right way to see a sunset when like you've, when you're either training in the morning or, you know, just uh, seeing the sunset as you're finishing your, your workout session, uh, this is like where you've earned it. And then we get the opposite end where we have um, Adam Cole where like he is there's a beautiful like drone shot of him walking up to his limousine same thing he's in there he's on his phone as like they're still interviewing him but he's getting his point across of like you know this is everything that uh kylo Riley gave up by leaving undisputed era where he he gave up the limos he gave up the hot you know the the high quality of life and you know just still jabbing at him but the the beautiful part about this storytelling is that they're kind of getting over that you know adam cole's time is very um is very demanding where like there's not like a a moment a moment to waste like you can only catch him because he's such in high demand uh uh, at these kind of like 15 minute increments or you can only like interview him while he's on commuting where you know he he can't do much i mean he's still on his phone so he's still doing something but um you can't waste his time. And I, I really like that storytelling of just really getting over him as a heel of just like this cocky guy who's just working nonstop, but it also kind of plays into the earlier package of what I said with him and Gargano, that he's pretty much just the workhorse and just doing a lot and just pretty much grinding and, and really just showing that he's, he's the man of the hour. So I, I thought that was really cool. Um, but then we get Kyle and then, He even is doubting himself because of everything that just has happened and also kind of like talking about real life events with, you know, with the pandemic of of how 2020 has been like a rough year for everybody. But uh, especially for him, since like he doesn't know exactly like if he's if he's just kind of like doing something for for revenge or if he's trying to redeem himself, he's still really unsure of what he's what his mission is but i kind of like that um honesty and just like transparency that he's doing so um i thought that was really good uh character work there uh and at the end yeah we just kind of have both men they're playing pretty much the uh the promo work as the voiceover here where they're just kind of doing some audio filters of their promo work when they're like signing the contract and and everything but uh There was one line that kind of stuck with me when he when Kyle O'Reilly said that, you know, he's he's having trouble sleeping after this whole breakup with Undisputed Era. And then Adam Cole just said, like, oh, I hear that, you know, Kyle's having trouble sleeping. Why don't you just buy a better bed? And I was like, wow. So he's just showing like what happens when you just kind of like go independent and give up the the rich and and fabulous lifestyle that you know that adam cole's still writing on uh so really really amazing character work here not only from the promo work with these guys but also just like in the production value with uh like the cinematography and the callbacks to all the footage that the editing team here had to kind of splice in so really really amazing work um And to kind of close it out, yeah, we get something similar where it's just a video, another music video package where William Regal is just kind of like shouting at both men. You know, this is all footage from like the weekly uh, NXT show of them, you know, getting the police involved and just building up the rivalry. So this one kind of ended a little bit more on the video package side. And I understand why they did it because this is pretty much the three minutes that they're going to show on, on the weekly TV since they're not going to play the entire 12 minute, uh, special still this, this mini music video packages was, was also really well done. Uh, so my overall thoughts is, yeah, as I mentioned, I, I really like how they showcase the storytelling of, of adam cole just being extremely busy and just um living the 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 you know the high lifestyle while um kyle o'reilly is still you know just trying to figure things out with with everything in his direction and his motivation for everything but he's still focused to to prove himself with this matchup against cole at uh, at takeover uh so those are the main ones i'm gonna throw in this extra one and then I'll kind of recap all of them and kind of give my overall like uh, favorites and my favorite um, parts of each each one but then the last one is the probably one of the most recent ones where it's uh Finn Balor versus uh, Karrion cross 2 for the um, NXT championship at a future NXT episode on May 25th so this one was very short. This one, they played the whole thing during an episode of NXT. Um, this one was kind of right off the bat. Again, the production and value just keeps getting better and better with all these different prime target specials. This one was um, pretty much both men just sitting down and watching the matchup that they had at Stand and Deliver. Uh, but, you know, just these really cool, really amazing like cinematography shots of both uh, cross and Balor as like they're zooming in on their faces and their mouth and, you know, just getting their genuine reaction as they're watching the matchup. Uh, one comment was when Finn Balor had hit the crew, the crew, the garage on, uh, on cross that cross was saying like, Oh, you know, he felt that move for four weeks after that matchup and couldn't believe that Balor was able to get out of one of his submission holds. So I, I Karrion Cross just has like a really nice like um, he's very uh, methodical I I would say when he talks and especially with this video production and just kind of like the editing it just it, it really made his words stand out and then same thing with Finn Balor that he's just like really proving like why he's still the prince of NXT and why he's still like the also pretty much the workhorse of NXT and WWE and Showcasing you know, even though that he lost that he he has still a lot of uh, a lot of ammo inside of him that like and a lot of like um secret weapons that that cross doesn't know about going into their rematch. And then we get um NXT analyst Jimmy Smith chiming in as well. This is what I liked about this one the most is that they got outside perspectives to kind of commentate on their matchup. So first one we had Jimmy Smith. And he was taking he was talking about like how um how much it was gonna take to you know to beat Cross and that uh you know you can you can do so much, but he's still, you know, one of the most dominating NXT champions that we've seen so far. And then we get uh Cross's take about like when he was watching the matchup still that you know when he was doing like those shots to the back of Finn Balor's head that he was saying that you have to do this, like when you're in there and you're you're giving it your all, that uh it's either kill or be killed kind of scenario. And I really like the focus. Like when he was saying these words, like yeah, it would cut in between, like zooming in on his face and then kind of zooming in on his mouth as like he he won that matchup. So it shows like a little bit of his sinister side, but also just why he's such like um like an animal and just like really focuses on on the hunt of the matchup. So I thought really good storytelling there. Then we get uh, Pat McAfee, you know, still being his charismatic self, but also being very serious where he was just hyping up, giving his two cents of like the dominating debut of and Cross. Like he's just been unstoppable since his debut, but also giving props to Finn Balor because he's been hyping up his, his championship runs, not only with the company, but from all the different promotions that he's worked around the world. So really doing a, an amazing job of playing 50-50. But uh, even though that this is a dream match to him, he's still going to give Finn Balor the slight edge and kind of pick him to win. And then we get my favorite one where we have uh, Paul Heyman. And what I liked about this one, and I really wish WWE did this more often. He said that uh, not only was everyone, uh, not only was he interested, but everyone is interested on SmackDown of the outcome of this matchup, including uh, Roman Reigns. and. That was really powerful because I don't think probably since NXT was on uh, the Survivor Series card that they kind of like crossed over in this way where like they're emphasizing that, you know, NXT is doing its own thing. And like, even though they're not interacting with uh, Raw or SmackDown, uh, everyone's still keeping an eye on them. So I I thought that was really good commentary by Paul Heyman. and, And he ends it with like he's known for being the, you know, predicting spoilers. But with this matchup, it was just a little too close to call. And, you know, it was just it was just the final like brush stroke to this uh, video package that I thought was really good. Because for someone like Paul Heyman to not even be able to pick a winner and just to get both men over, uh, it was was just really well done. Um, And yeah, this one is similar to the other ones where we close it out with a mini music video. And um, I really like the graphics for this one. I should really kind of mention overall, like the 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 graphics for all these specials were really well done but this one especially where it kind of ended out with the match graphic of uh balor versus uh cross 2 and it was kind of like in this neon lights kind of uh font and and graphic uh really well done it just hyped it up as like a big match feel so unbelievable um and that does it for uh the different Prime Target specials that I watched. There's a couple more on Peacock and definitely um a lot more on WWE's YouTube channel. There are a little bit shorter, but you can still watch them. But from the four that I watched here, I don't think I'm gonna count the last one because it is just like a shorter one where it was only four minutes. But from the three um the three longer ones that I I kind of went over, I think I liked them all in different in different um in different formats the way they kind of did each one but i'm gonna kind of give the slight edge to the first one with gargano versus um cole just because i like the balance of uh of them kind of showing the person and the character it was like a good 50 50 and then the the narration by Mauro Ronaldo it it just kind of gave it like that real kind of like fight like traditional boxing fight kind of feel when hyping up the matchup and just the dress you know the drastic uh um character work because yeah as i mentioned like gargano was this champion living on the highest of highs because he had just won the title while cole even though he was the heel he was still grinding and trying to work his way back up to the top um and i really love the storytelling with that one the second one with cardiff i thought was also really good because it showed more of like the the hometown kind of vibe and just kind of like the documentary style of them showing uh, Bates childhood of like how he grew up in the wrestling world while just showing Walter's just pure love for the sport without showing any of his background. It was more of like the present and just showing like how disciplined he was with his school. And the third one with um, Kyle and uh, Adam Cole, this one was definitely more on the character on the character side where they stayed in character. They showcase why, they um they had such a heated rivalry and uh why each man decided to go into in different directions but just the way it was shot it was really well done and then just the pacing of it i thought was really good but um again from my preference and you know i'm not scoring it or anything but just my preference i think i still enjoyed the first one the most but i will say for the four minutes of the last one here with um wick cross and balor this one I, I really like from a production standpoint just because it was one of the more recent ones and i really love that interaction of just bringing in other analysts to kind of give their take even though that they're not uh exclusively on nxt it's still cool to see like that other people outside of the nxt bubble are, are still you know super invested in into the matchup and and kind of giving both been the rub at this point with hyping them up um but yeah uh overall i really love these prime target specials and i think hopefully if they keep making more of these it will hype up uh i'm really curious on like how much how much uh production costs it actually takes to to make these because i know that they pretty much always have the camera crew on a lot of the superstars uh, 24-7 just because they are filming so many different documentaries so I don't know if it was a mix of like they had all this footage because they were either going to film it for like a 24-7 uh, or I should say a 24 special or another special but it's cool either way because they seem to have collected on enough footage to kind of go back on and uh, the production team again the editors whoever worked on this major props to all you guys just because they are you know world class production value where they really hype you up and in some cases i feel like yeah they they outdo even other sports like boxing and mma when it comes to hyping it up and amazing work by all the um all the all the wrestlers too just because they do such an amazing job at the promo work for hyping these up like you know it takes two to tango at this point where it takes a really amazing production team but it also takes the the uh The wrestlers as well to to deliver like the promos in such a meaningful way to to get over the matchup and the storyline so um yeah hope um hope you enjoyed this this was like i said a different type of uh episode where i just wanted to dive deep more into like a production uh show versus a traditional wrestling show whether it be like a raw smackdown or pay-per-view or episode of nxt Uh, this one was just primarily focused on the video production aspect of, um, of these prime target specials. So, uh, let me know if you want us to kind of cover this more, uh, next time for sure. We'll, we'll get Larry in here. Like, like I said, at the top of the hour, I can't believe it's almost an hour. (laughs) Uh, if you stuck around this long that, uh, just wanted to get another bonus episode in there while we were about to respectively, both take our vacation breaks. Yeah, I just wanted to do this and, you know, later down the road, we might just kind of do a separate um, podcast or, you know, different special focusing more on the production side based on like your feedback with this. So definitely give us uh, give us some comments or just sending us some feedback on social media, letting, letting us know what you think about this episode and if you want if you enjoyed it and if you want to see more of these uh, deep dives into to the production world of uh of nxt or pro wrestling in general awesome so that will do it for me your boy and nando and uh again just hyping up and just promoting everything that we do if this is your first time listening to any of our podcasts we have our weekly uh nxt retro review podcast where we pretty much cover every episode from the beginning of nxt starting from 2010 at the uh original uh what people call the game show era of nxt where we have the original cast of daniel bryan and david otunga and darren young and All those guys getting their foot in in the door of the uh, game show era and then uh where we just wrapped up season four of that and we're about to kick off with season five and do a different format for for those episodes uh so stick you know stay tuned for that as we're about to slowly ramp up um by the time this episode comes out we're probably already recording those episodes so we're just kind of building up an inventory before we release those Um, but we just kind of wanted to put something out there since I know it's been a while since we ended the season four finale, but, um, we appreciate everyone's support and, uh, yeah, we will see you on the next episode. Take care.